Welcome to Tib Talks, a not-so-average Gen Z perspective on all things life. Every week, we sit and have conversations about any and all things that happen during life's many seasons. I'm your host, Lexi, and on today's episode, I am joined by my friend and roommate, Alexa Carrera. We're going to talk all about the environment, sustainability, why it's important to her, Guatemalan culture, and what it's like coming to the U.S. from a different country at a very young age. But before we get into all that, roll the theme song. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. If you've never heard my voice before, hey, what's up? Hello, I'm Lexi. Thanks for stopping by today. And if you have heard my voice before, thanks so much for coming and joining the conversation. So, guys, for... Today's episode, we have a very, very special guest. We have my friend and also my roommate, Alexa Carrera. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited. Oh, of course. So excited to have you here. How do you feel? I'm feeling a little nervous, but I'm just excited. Also because we're roommates, but I also feel like we don't really know each other. We don't really. It is. We're working on it. We have like little random Fridays that we hang out and try to bond. (laughs) You've seen different sides of me. Oh yes, and I love it. Yes, like I was like, I like this one. (laughs) Yeah, well, we'll get into all that. So, for today's episode, I'm just going to sit here, have a conversation with Alexa. We're going to get to know each other a little better, and then you guys are also going to get to know her a little bit. So, all that being said, let's just get started. Alright. So, Alexa, you and I met through school, right? Yes. Um, it was a study abroad orientation through Zoom. <laughs> and they put us in breakout rooms, and I think it was just you and me, right? I think so. Yeah, and we just started talking about studying abroad. You said you wanted to go to Greece, and I was going to go to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And what what was he like topic that we needed to discuss. Oh my gosh. I don't even I couldn't remember. tell you. I don't know. I think we kind of started talking about it and then we moved on to different things. Yeah. And then we started talking about PSCO and mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, we have so much in common. Which we did. Which was really cool because other than like my circle of friends that I met through PSCO, I don't know that many... Well, now I feel like I do. But I feel like before, I didn't know that many people that yeah. had done PSCO. So anytime I found someone, I was like, oh my gosh! Me You're too. like me! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then what else? Yeah, I just thought, like, wow, she's really cool. And then you sent me a um, follow request Mm -hmm. on Instagram, (laughs) and then you DM'd me, and I think um, I gave you my phone number, and we started talking. Mm -hmm. We met for brunch. Which was so fun! (laughs) And also, like... I feel like whenever we tell people how we met, it's really random and sporadic. Yeah. We're like, and now we're roommates. So. And now we're roommates. <laughs> no, yeah. that's fun. That was fun. Yeah. Because like I said, I hadn't met that many people who did PSEO. And mm-hmm. then also I was just like, you know, I don't really have that many friends at Augsburg. Like I met people through Zoom classes and stuff, but it wasn't like relationships. You don't really click with people yeah. through Zoom. It just can't happen. It doesn't. And so that's why I was like, okay, this girl seems nice. She seems cool. As a Gen Z, I was like, alright, <laughs> let me go follow her on Instagram. And then we took off from there. <laughs> but yeah, now we're roommates. We've lived together for a month now, right? A month? I think. Yeah. 
That's so crazy. That's crazy. I feel like I just moved in, but it also feels like I've lived here for three years. I know. It's already October. Can you believe that? No, because it's hot outside. It's hot. <laughs> it's so hot. Oh, it's so annoying. But, so, Alexa, you are, unlike me, you are very involved <laughs> in the Augsburg community. So, talk to me a little bit about kind of what you, the different things you're involved in and what you do here. Okay, I, I wouldn't put it like that. <laughs> I'm only involved with student government. Um, so I'm... And EAC. Well, EAC is part of student government. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh! Yeah, it's that's, a... See, that's how much I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, a lot of people don't know that, actually. Uh, I really think that EAC should be, like, a separate club, though. I don't... I don't know why it's part of student government. Interesting. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, EAC, the Environmental Action Committee, is a committee within student government. And so, that means I have to go to all the student government meetings. But yeah, basically, my job as officer is to make sure that we're working on some sustainable projects here on campus, trying to make campus more sustainable, and Augsburg's surrounding communities as well. Um, we're trying to incorporate sustainability, environmental justice, and we are also trying to have like more educational events on um, environmental issues and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. It's a lot of work, but I like it. I'm enjoying it so far. That's good. Yeah. So your role within student government is the EAC officer? Yes. Okay. So, clearly, I would assume you have a passion for the environment. Of course. <laughs> I've seen all of it. Guys, Alexa has so many plants in our house. In our house. <laughs> she has so many plants in her room. But it's so cute and it's so pretty in there. But, <laughs> yeah, I've been told that my room looks like a jungle. So. You know, not gonna lie, when I first walked in with the vibe, it was just the vines. It, it it's does just look the vibes. like a jungle. <laughs> but you but know, I'm okay with that. It works. I went for the jungle vibes, okay? Which we like. <laughs> um, but talk to me a little bit about your passion for the environment. Like, where did that start? When did that start? Why is it, like, why is that important to you? Yeah. Um, you know how people usually have that spark moment where you realize, like, what you're passionate about, like, what you're into. Mm -hmm. So, it was freshman year, <laughs> and um, I was taking, in uh, the course is Bio 152, um, what is it? Evolution, Ecology, and Biodiversity. Okay. There you go. Good job. And uh, <laughs> that class was all about um, the history of animals and everything. Mm -hmm. It was all about plants too, but it was also the biodiversity part of that class was what really got me into um, everything that I'm doing right now. Okay. Um, we had to read a book called The Future of Life by Edward O. Wilson, and that book just talks about literally the future of life <laughs> and how screwed we are. And it's a little sad to read, but I think that it's also towards the end there's like that little optimistic side of the author and he just talks about that there there's hope and I feel like after reading that book I was just like what am I doing to help like what is my role and um ever since then I just kind of 
Because at first I wanted to be a forensic scientist. I don't think you knew that. I don't know. Yeah, I wanted to be a forensic scientist because I I used to watch CSI and I was like, I want to do that. I did know that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, I would love to take hair samples and look at them under a microscope and, you know, point fingers at a person and be like, you're going to jail now. You know? (laughs) And that's why you watch Orange is the New Black. Exactly. So I, that's what I used to want to be. And then as I took more lab courses here, I was like, I don't think I want to have a full-time job in the lab and working with like chemicals and that kind of stuff. I was like, no, no, not for me. (laughs) Um, So then the more I started learning about environmental issues, the more interested I got. And so, um, yeah, I also took a class called environmental health okay and they don't offer that here at augsburg they i took it with st kate's mm. and through if if you know it's like the actc program where mm-hmm. like all schools are connected anyways um i took that class and it really taught me about how the environment the health of the environment impacts our own health so Air pollution, for example, mm-hmm. such a simple act as breathing that can have big impacts on your health. And that's when I was like, okay, my own health is being compromised. Like, I'm, my health is, and we don't exactly know the effects of that because not a whole lot of research has been done on it. But eventually it's gonna add up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's when I was like, okay, it's impacting our health. And I don't want to, you know, I want to see my grandchildren grow. I want to see my children grow. I don't, that's when I was like, I need to do more about this. So that's kind of like my spark moment, Mm. I guess. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. So you said like freshman year, so that's when you were, what, 18? I was 18, 19. Okay. Okay. And then, so how do you feel like, what do you feel like um, are steps that you've taken since then either like now or like kind of through that journey to either make yourself more aware or others more aware or reduce like your negative impact on the environment i think that first step is education right so i think that the classes that i've taken so far have i've specifically chosen those topics and classes because i want to learn more So that's something that we can all do. Like you find your passion, you have to learn more about it, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, And so I've educated myself more on these things. I've also started following on social media accounts that like are really um, focused on spreading information about these issues. yeah what what else what was the question i think just kind of what habits have you made what am i trying to say (laughs) (laughs) like what steps have i yeah like what steps have you taken to make a difference or what things do you feel like you've done that have made a difference for the environment i think that i've also tried to really reduce my meat consumption because that is like one of the greatest ways we're impacting uh we're like creating greenhouse gas emissions and then that contributes to climate change and all that interesting Um, is that what it is yeah okay so it's the the meat packing or like yeah or the processes that go behind it like for example i think to make or 
okay, obviously meat comes from like animals mm -hmm. and sometimes that's unethical the way they kill these animals. So, but also I think that just the processing takes a lot of energy and Got it. Um, burning more fossil fuels, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, okay, and then that's what contributes to climate change and then all the other, okay, yeah. got it. So I've been trying to reduce my meat consumption and then when I was living on campus, that was super easy because, you know, sophomore year I had my own meal plans. So I would go to the cafeteria and choose my own stuff and, you know, I was doing really well. And then the pandemic hit and then I moved back home and my mom, my family, they eat meat in every single meal and it's so hard. That's how I grew up too. Like I would eat meat so much as a child or like growing up and yeah, whenever my, whenever my mom cooked food, I would be like, oh, I don't have to cook anymore. So then I would just eat whatever right. she made and it was just all meat. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I when I was at home, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do meatless Mondays. Have you heard of mm -hmm. meatless Mondays? I did that for a while. Yeah, and I was trying to get my whole family into it. And for my speech class, I had to write, what is that type of speech? The persuasive, persuasive speech. Mm -hmm. Persuasive speech. And I wrote it on why we should reduce our meat consumption. And my dad, he's like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. Sad. And so I pulled out my speech and I was like, <laughs> let me tell you why. And I like, I started stating facts, statistics, all that. And then my dad was still like, mm, I don't know if I can do it. And I got my whole family. Eventually my dad was like, okay, fine, because that's what my mom was making. So then he right. had to eat that. So I convinced my mom not to cook any like meat related meals on Mondays. And she was like, okay, we did that for a while. And then I moved out, and now I don't think they're doing it anymore. <laughs> but, yeah, ever since I've I've been living on campus again, I think that I've been doing pretty decent. Okay. But, yeah, meat consumption is a big one. I've been mindful of the things I buy. Like, if I feel like I don't really need something, I'm obvious. Um, I try hard not to buy it. <laughs> also, I've been into thrift shopping a lot. Mm. Um, because fast fashion, that's also a big issue. Um, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I feel like I also, even just like, like, like you said, we're still kind of getting to know each other and get closer, which like, we're working on. I feel like we should <laughs> hang out more. But, um, I think even just by like spending more time with you, I feel like I've learned so much about, like, just not about the environment necessarily, but just like little things that we can do to make stuff better. Yeah. Like, I think even with what you were just saying with meat consumption. Mm -hmm. So, like, my mom is a vegetarian, right? Mm -hmm. And she, I think I've told you this. Yeah, and you she did. has been since, like, I don't even know, since my oldest brother was born. And my oldest brother's, like, 30-something. So she's been, like, a vegetarian my whole life. So to me, like, people not eating meat was never a big deal to me. Mm -hmm. But I never really, like, I never really knew the why behind it, I guess. Because for my mom, it was just, like... She was just like, I just feel weird. Like, I don't want, I don't like the idea of eating animals. So I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, yeah. when I was younger, I ate a vegetarian diet for a little bit. Then one of my cousins gave me chicken nuggets. And I was like, all right, <laughs> that's it. <Peace laughs> I was like, I'm done. This has been great. I feel like healthier stuff is always more expensive, which is frustrating because I think that's, like, for a lot of people, I feel like that's a big factor of why they don't do things like, you know, like doing plant-based diets or even just, like, reducing meat consumption. Because, yeah. like, why well, am I going to spend... This $17 is, on this. This is, like, very tied with environmental justice because it's, like, who gets to be sustainable? 
It's mm. it's really a matter of who can afford it. Because, like, I would love to buy organic and, like, cage-free eggs mm-hmm. all the time. But I'm a broke college student. I can't always <laughs> afford that. So, yeah, who gets to be sustainable? That's that's the issue. That's interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> that's crazy. No, and I think... I don't know. I think even just kind of, like, understanding the why behind something, which this is something that I talk about on the podcast all the time with, like, a range of topics. But mm-hmm. I think also just, like, understanding the why behind something really helps. Yeah. Because I feel like with... I don't know. I feel like Gen Z is randomly, like, close. If that makes sense. Like, I feel like we all have just random things that we all decide we agree on or yeah. relate to. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. Okay, great. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like with our generation, I feel like... um like, and being really conscious of the environment, or thrifting, or reuse, I feel like all of that stuff is really trendy, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that enough people talk about why, so, like, I've seen so many TikToks about, like, oh, like, thrift, don't do, like, do thrifting, sustainable fashion, fast fashion, all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like there are enough, not saying there aren't any, but I don't feel like there are enough people that talk about, like, okay, this is why, or this is why it's important to do x, y, and z, it's kind of more of a, like, it's like a lifestyle. It's like, oh yeah, Gen Z, they thrift, they drink iced coffee, and they listen to Ariana Grande. You yep. know what I mean? It's reusable straw. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody <laughs> talk about why. And I think yeah. like even this conversation, I think just breaking it down is super helpful because then also it's kind of like, oh, I care about life. I care about my health. Yeah. Because I think when people just push it as like, the planet's on fire and it's your fault. It's kind of like, okay, well, yeah. what do you want me to do with yeah, that? You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say something, and then I completely forgot. Sorry, interrupt me whenever no, no, you No, no, <laughs> no. Um, what was it? I'll remember. Okay. Maybe. Whenever you do, just interrupt oh, me. I'll say it. <laughs> um, but before we switch gears a little bit, is there any, like, what would you suggest to people who either want to change their habits or want to learn more about the environment, or even people like us who are like, hey, I'd love to do this, but I'm also a broke college student. Like, what suggestions would you give um I think that our generation we love social media so I think that start following accounts that promote sustainable living and like promote or just simply educate like post educational posts about environmental issues like I don't know line three for example so post or like try to share these things too to your followers so that you can spread the word because that's how it all starts. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, here at Augsburg, I don't know any Augsburg students listening. We have <laughs> the campus cupboard. I I'm so glad you told me about that. <laughs> okay, first of all, how do you say it? Cupboard or cupboard? Cupboard. Cupboard. Why? It's spelled <laughs> cupboard. Someone called me out when I was when Did I posted. You st- Oh, did you say campus cupboard? Yeah. And someone, uh, my friend, he was making fun of me, but he was like, it's pronounced cupboard, by the way. And I'm like, it's not spelled with a B. It's it's clearly a P. English doesn't make sense. Anyways, I just, (laughs) I'm going to say it right now. (laughs) So, yeah, campus cupboard is just a program here at Augsburg, and you can go get your free groceries, free items. And it's free. So I think that take advantage of that. And um, some of the things they offer are organic and cage-free, like cage-free mm-hmm. eggs um, and beyond meat, 
options, which I love. Um, yeah, there's there's other things, of course. Um, let me see. Thrift shopping, that's a good one. Mm, really hard, but also... when you, you know when you go to Target and you just walk around and you just... You didn't plan on buying things, but yeah. then you end up buying them. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's really hard. Especially, that's hard for me too. Because I'm just like, ooh, a candle. I'm going to buy that. That's what all the candles are very <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I feel like try to control yourself. Or like, have a buddy hold you accountable. Be like, hey... We're going to Target. Don't let me buy anything. <laughs> like, I do that sometimes with Soria. Okay, so, switching. You seem a lot less nervous. Are you having fun now? I am. Good. I Good. am. Good. It is fun. I think just, like, it's intimidating when you just sit in front of the mic at first. And yeah. It's like, like oh, a microphone. <laughs> okay, so, switching gears a little bit. So, you are, you're a STEM major, correct? Mm -hmm. So, you're not only a woman in STEM, but you are also a woman of color in STEM. That's yes. kind of what I want to switch gears about a little bit because it is Hispanic Heritage Month. Mm -hmm. um, so you are, please remind me of your ethnicity. Guatemalan. Were you born in Guatemala or were you born here? No, I was born here in Minnesota. So, um, and then when I was five, we moved to Guatemala. And okay. then I lived there for seven Six to seven years, and then I moved back here. Okay. Yeah. And then did your whole family make the transitions to, like, all of those times? Was it your whole family moved here, and then back to Guatemala, and then back here? Yeah, so my parents, they got married in, in Guatemala. That's where they were born. They grew up there. They got married there, and then they came to the U.S. Um, they, they were in New York, and that's where my two older siblings were born, and then... My dad got a job opportunity, and then we moved. They moved here to Minnesota, and that's when I was born. <laughs> and then um, after that, we all moved to Guatemala. Okay. Yeah. So then you moved, and then you moved back here when you were how old? I was in eighth grade. So. Oh, so it's been a minute. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like a couple. How old are you when you're in eighth grade? <laughs> um, fourteen. Fourteen, I think. Around that. Yeah. Thirteen, fourteen, I think. Okay. Sounds right. Girl, that's me. I have to... The only age I ever remember is how old I was when I was in the sixth grade, so I have to, like, back everything Yeah. Up. No, I just tell people eighth grade, and they're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So, do you remember being in Guatemala at all, or is it... Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, I... Like, I tell people I grew up there. I went to school there. I made a lot of friends, and I got to experience my culture, and it was... A great experience but when I graduated kind of like middle school over mm -hmm. there it's not really middle school but when I kind of graduated from that I was like I think it's time for me to go or my parents we also had this talk and they were like you because my two older siblings they were already here they came here like two three years before I came okay so I was living alone with my parents in Guatemala and my, then my siblings were here with my aunt and they moved here when they were going to start high school, too. Okay. So I was kind of going in that direction, and they were like, I think it's time for you to go because, like, education opportunities in Guatemala are terrible. Like, okay. I'm just going to say that. It's a third world country. Okay. It's, like, education, the economy is terrible there. And so my parents are like, 
you were born in the U.S., you have citizenship, you should go and be with your siblings and be with your aunt. And I was like, okay. So I came here all alone. <laughs> and then I met with my aunt and my siblings and yeah, I started high school or middle school. It was eighth grade and it was the middle of eighth grade too. So I couldn't Ooh. start. Yeah, I came in like mid-October. Oh, dang. So yeah, it was really scary and I was five when I moved to Guatemala. So oh, I, so that's really all you knew. Yeah. Okay. I could not remember anything, honestly. And I had forgotten most of my English. I couldn't practice my English in Guatemala. Oh, so wow. when I moved here, it was like I had to start from scratch all over again. And it was really, it was difficult. It was like a big transition because I didn't know the culture. I didn't remember the culture. I didn't remember English. And... I just had to start from the very bottom again, yeah. and um, yeah, after after that, I started high school, and I learned, I wouldn't say I learned English, because English is just such a it's difficult dumb. It's just dumb. language, you can't <laughs> learn that overnight, it's no. just, like, until this day, I feel like I still mess up a lot, and um, yeah, I had... So between October and then whenever I finished eighth grade, that was the period of time that I had to learn English. Okay. And so when I started high school, there's there's this thing called ELL, in English Language Learners. So, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So there's ELL classes that students that are learning English can take okay. in high school, and then. Um, they were like, you did really great in middle school, 8th grade, you don't need to take those. And I was like, um, I kind of feel like I do, I'm yeah. not ready for that. <laughs> and they were like, you just give it a try and if you feel like you can't, then we'll switch. So I gave it a try and I was doing pretty good, so then I just stayed there. And then that was high school. Um, junior year, I decided to do PSEO. That's what I was going to say. So that's even, I mean, that PSEO is already like... A very big transition but for you to have only been like in the American school system for a couple years and be like were you just over it yeah. so here's the thing my sister she also went to my same high school and I was just kind of following her footsteps she did PSEO okay. I was like I should do that too you okay. know so she did PSEO at St. Paul College and she already knew the professors there so she was like uh, take this class with this professor and and that was really helpful yeah so you know, I felt ready, too, just because in high school, you know how people say high school wasn't for me? Well, mm -hmm. high school really wasn't for me. <laughs> Honestly, I had a couple friends, but we, I don't know, I, I never, re I felt like I was always too, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I felt like I was too mature for high school. That's fair. And. <laughs> no, no, but seriously, I feel like that, like, I don't feel like that's a, like, oh, I'm so cool. I think just. Like, at some point, hopefully, everybody grows out of the high school mindset, and once you're out of it, you do look at it that way that's like, wow, that was not it. That was yeah. really immature. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I felt ready to move on, and, um, yeah, I took, um, junior year, I took chemistry courses at St. Paul College, and then, um, I don't know, I did pretty good in PSCO, and so that was really easy for me to transition to college. Right. And then, um... 
Yeah, that's kind of like my story. Um, but going back, way back, I kind of skipped a little. That's but fine. That's what editing's <laughs> for. <laughs> so my, the reason why we moved to Guatemala is because my mom got deported. Okay. So my parents obviously came here with no papers, no legal documentation, and my mom got deported. And so it was like, do we all go to Guatemala with her mm -hmm. or do we stay here and let her be all alone without her children? Right. So we all decided to move there and to be with her. And yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm like, what would my life have been if I had never moved? Like, right what type of person would I be today, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm just, I look back and I'm like, things happen for a reason. And I'm glad that it happened because I got to experience my culture, which was, I, I'm glad that I can yeah. say that. I can say that I have lived in Guatemala and I have like experienced that. And so, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so, you were five when your mom got deported? Yeah. Did you have an understanding of what that kind of, like, what that meant or what was going on? Or for you, was it kind of like, okay, we live in Guatemala now? Like, <laughs> um, I think that I kind of knew what was going on. Like, I remember just seeing the day that it happened. I remember, like, police were knocking on the door, and then my dad opens the door, and then they were holding a picture of my mom. And I remember seeing that, and then... Um, they just like enter the house and they're like you so my siblings and I you guys go to the basement and They just started searching the house and then we were just in the basement and I saw my siblings crying I saw my sister crying and I'm like, oh, I should cry too Girl, so then, <laughs> why is that me? Because <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. So I was like, I'm just gonna do whatever they're doing. I'm mm -hmm. gonna yeah, and so I feel like they did explain things to me and then sometimes my siblings tell me about certain things that were happening and I'm like, yeah, I think I remember that, but I'm not sure. Right. So yeah, I had no idea what was happening until years later. No, but yeah. <laughs> was it a situation where it was like your mom had pa your dad had papers and your mom didn't or did they both not have papers and just your mom just got found? It was just my mom. That's so interesting. Yeah, my dad did not have papers too. And then when police came, they didn't even try to search my dad or anything. They came like specifically for, for my mom. mom. Wow. And there's a couple of theories. Um, we think, so our grandma, she had a visa. And when she was at the airport, I think she got stopped by whoever, what is it called? Is customs. It TSA, yeah, customs. Mm -hmm. And she got interviewed by them, and she had to give them an address and a name. And my grandma was like, yeah, I'm going to my mm. mom's. And so she gave them our address and my mom's name. So I okay. we think that's, that's it, why. but it might, it might be a whole different reason. We just don't know. Interesting. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Man, that's yeah. wild. It's, that's wild. Yeah. It's also so, like, obviously, I'm not like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Your mom got deported. But I think it is interesting to me to to hear, because I, unfortunately, know a lot of stories like that or similar to that or like, but yeah. just stories like that. But I do think, to me, it's so, it's so interesting for me to hear those stories because, like, I don't think anyone, by look like by looking at you, I wouldn't have been like, oh, I bet Alexa moved back when she was five. You know what I mean? But just like hearing the different things that 
that happen to people and that people go through, but also just, like, seeing them come out of it on the other side and seeing how that, like, just how you incorporate it into your life and, like, your culture or just different things, like, not letting it stop you, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And not in a way of, like, oh, my gosh, you're so strong. Like, not like that. But just, like, you know what (laughs) I mean? Yeah, I know, yeah. I think that's so interesting. Okay, so... Go ahead. If you have more questions... Yes. Oh, I always have questions. That's what I look for. (laughs) I, yeah, I don't mind sharing this. I've told this to some people, so. Okay. I don't know that I have questions about that specifically, Mm -hmm. but, so talk to me a little bit about Guatemala and that culture, because I know very little about it. Mm -hmm. Food. I love the food there. (laughs) Um, Going to school there, I had to wear uniforms, so... It's like, it's so stupid. We had to wear these like little hats. What are they called? Like the, I don't know what they're called. We had to wear these hats to school and a tie or like a little bow. And we had to wear skirts and they had to be like below the knee and like, you know, high or like knee high socks. And they were specific shoes. And they were super strict about these things. Wow. Um, that was school. And then, <laughs> um, let's see, to go. So we had like a middle, or it was like a high school type of school, but it doesn't, it's a lot different. Like the education system and like the grades. Um, eighth grade is still like high school. Oh, because it starts is, 8 to 12? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Um, and so to to that transition from like middle school to high school, you had to apply to the school and you had to take a test to get in. Kind of like the SAT or ACT. But it's for high, high school. school, not college. And so you knew that whoever was in that school, they were smart. And okay. <laughs> so it was it was kind of like that. It the the type of like society levels yeah. They, they they would do that. Um, I'm trying to think if I'm missing things. I'm probably missing so much. But okay. food was my favorite part um, coming here. Like, I remember thinking the food here is so nasty. Like, I want to eat Guatemalan food. And now it's like... I feel like everyone I've ever talked to who comes here from another country says that. Disappointed. I'm, like, I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you like please that's why whenever I meet new people I'm like please take me somewhere that you like to eat yeah I hate the food here too <laughs> literally yeah oh, I do love Chick-fil-A though I'm mad <laughs> so what is your like either something that your mom makes or that's like a traditional like Guatemalan dish like what is your favorite or some of your favorite Guatemalan foods so there's these we call them chapitos Okay. They are, <laughs> you're like, okay. Yay. <laughs> like, so we're getting chapitos. <laughs> so chapitos are um, made out of, uh, you know, okay, you've had a tamal, mm-hmm. right? So you know the dough? Mm-hmm. That is what chapitos are made of. But instead of having like any meat in them or like that salsa that they add, mm-hmm. it's just beans. Interesting. Yeah, so they that add beans good. into that mixture and then you boil that. <laughs> And I, some people might disagree, but I, those are my favorite thing. They're, some people might be like, they're not even that good, but I love them. <laughs> um, and sometimes you can add like a little homemade salsa on top. It's so good. 
Um, just smiling and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how you know. <laughs> she uh, sat up so straight. She's like, okay, so. <laughs> okay, so chapitos. <laughs> um, also, tamales. Um, like any kind. I love them. I'm trying to think. My mom makes these beans. Uh, what are they called? The green beans that are wrapped in egg. I've Have you ever had, had that? No. I don't know if that's a Guatemalan thing, but they're green beans and you wrap, you like beat an egg, you add that to the green beans and that's, you fry that. And I... That I, sounds good. It's really good. You should try it. <laughs> and anytime you want me to eat, I will come. <laughs> anytime yeah. ever. Uh, whenever my mom makes tamales, I will bring some for you. <sighs> Please. Yes. <laughs> Alright, last and final question. <clears throat> Just kidding. Now it is. Final question. What is something that you would like people to take away from this conversation? Mm, I think that the most important thing is to be open-minded. Mm. I think that you should just have that mindset of, I don't know what this is, but I would like to find out, you know? Mm -hmm. And that goes with everything, not just with environmental issues, like... If you hear something about line three or I don't know, just like be open-minded to learning more about it and maybe then that'll get you interested in doing something about it like the way it did with me, you know? I think that once people learn how, how the health of the environment is really, it ultimately ends up affecting your own health, I think that's when people maybe start doing something about it because that's what got me interested. I'm like, yeah, that's gonna have negative health impacts on me or like my children. So I should do something about it. I think that's what gets people. And so just educate yourself. Mm -hmm. Try to be open-minded about things. And yeah, I don't, I don't know what else. <laughs> That was good. That's that good. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Okay. Well, with all that being said, then I think that that is it for yeah. this conversation. Thank you again so much, Alexa, for Thank coming you. in, being on the podcast. I'm really happy we did this. Me too. It was really do you fun. feel like you know me better now? I do. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really love talking with you and getting to know you better. And hopefully you guys feel like you got to know her a little bit better as well. But yeah, guys, with all that being said, that is it for this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to come back next week for another episode. And don't forget that TikToks has social media, so you can interact all week long. The handle everywhere is at TikToks Podcast. And if you want to follow Alexa, her Instagram. It's, um, shoot. Please hold. <laughs> it's Alexa underscore Carrera up. With two A's at the end. <laughs> and I'll put it in the little episode link as well. So yes. if you guys want to follow her. And it also she posts a lot of really cool stuff. Really pretty pictures of herself. But also she <laughs> she also does post a lot of cool stuff about the environment. And a lot of great information. So she's a great person to follow if you want to get into that a little bit more. But with all that being said. That is it for this week's episode. I hope that you guys have an amazing weekend. An amazing week. And I will see you back here next week for another episode of Tip Talks. Bye, guys. Bye.